Test, 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 test. sure you um, take advantage of our fresh popcorn that we've got back there courtesy of the Coley's and uh, half of it it's from earlier so like half of it is fresh just to be completely transparent um, but it's all gone <laughs> that's the way the theaters are. That, uh, <laughs> it's lukewarm popcorn <laughs> um, thank you guys it it's so encouraging to see like so much conversation and just see that you guys, I hope that over the last nine weeks now, plus y'all have gotten to know each other a little bit. If you haven't gotten to know folks that aren't, that you didn't know before, take these next two weeks as like a challenge. You know what I'm saying? Like really make some effort into getting to know someone. I try to do it every night. Like I don't know all of you. <laughs> And so I'll awkwardly walk up to people and congratulate them on their wrong and a wedding anniversary. But it's just because I'm interested in knowing y'all. And so hopefully y'all are doing the same things. So, um, Harry, good to see you, brother. <laughs> um, so let's begin with our prayer guide. Let's first remember, like, all the rain that's happening out there. So... Uh, just let's keep those folks in prayer who are traveling. Hopefully folks are safe and whatnot. But I'll tell you right now, man, every time that rain comes down, the pagers in my brain go off. You know, Bravo team trauma, Alpha team trauma. So there's somebody out there right now that is, you know, so just be mindful. Um, and uh, let's look at our prayer guide. There's a lot coming up this week. Um, there's a lot coming up this summer. This summer is like jam-packed. And so I'd really like to challenge you all, all the mission and discipleship and outreach and evangelism conversation that we're having, like find somewhere to plug in this summer to put this stuff to work. And um, as we get through next week, we'll start kind of making some more of those opportunities made known to you all, but there's a lot of great things that you can do this summer. Um, and I would ask you to lean heavily on your small group leader. Be like, hey, why aren't we doing anything this summer? What's something that we can do this summer? Um, there's some events that I published earlier that are opportunities for small groups to jump on. And um, there's a couple uh, concert series that Suffolk Parks and Rec's doing, and they've invited us to come out and serve water. Guess what we're gonna do? We're gonna serve the living water. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And so um, we're looking for four teams to do that from July 29th, going all the way through like mid-August. And these are like nice concerts, like 
I don't know all the bands, but the DeLoreans, I hear they're they're known. Are they good? And this thing like packs out the park anyway. I'm like halfway into my message. So um, please put this stuff to use. And so um, let's pray specifically now for AT. Let's play for the Appalachian Trail team. Um, I know Steve had the Phillips on board last week. They went to Troutville, if I'm not mistaken. And I believe in two weeks, uh, we're heading to, give me a second, I'll tell you exactly where. Again, shameless plug for an opportunity to get involved and love on some folks. Where are they going, somebody? Harper's Ferry, thank you, whoever said it. Harper's Ferry. And I believe Richard Yandel is heading up that team, and so um, I just jumped on it kind of late, but it ain't too late for anybody. I'm sure we'll make accommodations if you're interested in going, and really it's a beautiful ministry um, if you want to hear more about it. And then this Saturday coming up, we're doing a foot washing. And so if you've never done that, if you've never been a part of a foot washing or nail trimming, Mary... Redden, thank you, um, Barry, will show you how. And gentlemen, they need you. They need guys. And Mary said this directly. Where are the guys at, Jay? I'm like, I don't know. They're hiding, right? And so ladies will typically kind of be a part of this particular outreach. But I'm telling you right now, it'll touch someone's heart if they just see a gentleman right there clipping along. And these are seniors that are just not able to take care of their own feet. So they come here and we love on them. And this is a ministry that's been going on for at least a couple decades now, from what I understand. So there's lots of opportunities, guys. Please don't let this stuff go to waste. It's like going to college and then, you know, just like dropping out of life afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Do something with what you've got here. Um, anyway, let's pray and um, and then we'll jump into our lesson. All right, Father God. Oh, yes. Can, can I say something about Something I saw on TV sure. on the news at lunchtime. Yeah. We got so much bad going on right mm-hmm. now and everything. And uh, <clears throat> the Cleveland Clinic and the hospital in, I don't know what, New York City or the state uh, is working on something to take away cancer. <clears throat> and yeah. what they were, what it, it was colon cancer, what they were talking about. And this. 38, 36-year-old lady, I believe it was, took, the, took this medicine every three weeks for six months, and her tumor went away. Okay. And so that's just the beginning. And maybe if they can do it for one cancer, maybe it's going to come on for other. And that's the right good breakthrough yes. in, in the medicine world. Amen. Thank God for that. Thank God for it. Yeah. Thank God he... he uh, he was in control of them uh, doctors, scientists, yep, or sure whatever was. you were. I think it's a wonderful break for us. I agree. Yeah, there's, that's some good news worth sharing right there, Bill. Um, God is over science. Amen? And the more that I've studied, and I think there's a couple RNs in here. I know we had a doc or three. The more that I've studied, like, you cannot deny, like, intelligent design. So um, thank God for that. Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you for the uh, the good news we're hearing out of the Cleveland Clinic in New York, Lord, that um, we're figuring out ways to deal with cancer. Thank you, Lord, for that. So many people have left this earth at young ages because of it, Lord. We thank you for the AT team, the Appalachian Trail team, and 
those who've gone and those who are getting ready to go. Father God, we pray for them in their trip. Lord, we pray for those who are out there in the roads. Now keep them safe, Jesus. Keep their wills between the lines. And, um, and be with the medics, Father God, at Norfolk General and at Riverside and Maryview and all the places that, um, especially the trauma hospitals, Father God, that they can just have a sense of compassion and, and your peace in the midst of chaos at times. Lord, I thank you for this night. Be with us, lead us, and guide us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So we are now nine weeks deep into a 10-week study. We've got like two more weeks to go including this week so basically we're we're one week after here and so um we've made it pretty far and i don't know about you but this has been pretty encouraging for me and i hope that you found opportunities to do something with it i just wanted to share a brief testimony about last week so my group made me feel really bad because i hadn't talked to my neighbor about jesus and it wasn't that it was he kept approaching me and was like inviting me to do stuff and I just kept kind of kept blowing them off to be honest with you and then I thought about it I'm like wow <laughs> like what a jerk right and so um I prayed about that with my group I believe I don't know if we prayed but we talked out and that night I went home and I invited them to come over to my garage and we roasted coffee it was kind of like a bro date and then um, we had like an hour-long conversation I learned a lot about them and then the following week um Chris Vorwald's small group was meeting in my neighborhood, so guess what I did? I invited them to go to small group, right? And so, and they just happened to be meeting in my neighborhood because um, Chris was out of town. And so that conversation that we had that Wednesday night led to me inviting him to small group Sunday. And at the time, and I asked him about his faith. I said, you're a person of faith? No, I'm not really. Okay, cool. Well, hey, man, this is what we do. This is the thing that's ongoing. If you're ever interested, man, just let me know, and I'm going to be talking to this guy. But because of that initial conversation, because of these loving saints, um, I was able to start that relationship with him and God only knows um, where it will go. And so it's uh, God be the glory for that. And so relationships are everything, amen, right? Like that's what we're gonna talk about tonight. Like there is no bait and switch to the gospel, right? Some folks try to do that. Have you ever seen those <laughs> fake dollars? He's okay, Jay. And you, you guys ever seen those like the dollar bills that are folded up? I'm not knocking those, yes I am. Like, like let's be a little bit more clear and intentional, not like a, a sucker punch with Jesus, right? And so relationships are the way to do it. And um, and praise God that we have so many people within our life. I think about the conversations that come to me naturally. Um, I talk about my kids a lot. I talk about coffee a lot, right? Um, how easy is it to me, for me to talk about Jesus a lot with people that I don't know, right? And so there should be a natural just outflowing of my excitement and love for Christ. I mean, people talk and they post pictures of their pets and there's crazy cat people. Don't tell her I'm talking about her. And, um, you know, like we, we share things that aren't eternal in value, but man, like relationships are really the way that we can share Christ. And so um, in the book, there's a question that asks how confident or how um, eager you are in your ability to share the gospel how confident are you in your understanding of the gospel message? Um, 
how many op- how many relationships do you have in your life with non-believers, right? That's a tough one for me, especially now because I work in the church, right? And so my relationship world is getting smaller and smaller. Or if you work in a Christian environment, like you'll find yourself like just around Christians all the time. And so um, you got to work hard to be intentional and really make sure that you're doing this. And so there's kind of a fourfold missional process by which these folks at NAM and they're pretty awesome, talk about gospel-centered, well, excuse me, relationships that are built around the opportunity to share Christ in a gospel message, okay? And the first process is through building relationships, which I already kind of mentioned. The second is through um, bridges to conversations, and we'll break these down a little bit, very little. Um, The third one is just connecting them to a church. And the fourth is committing to the process. So when it comes to relationships, um... I think I've probably said enough about it, but can someone share a relationship that they had that led to them coming to faith in Jesus Christ? A relationship that you had that led to you coming to faith in Jesus Christ. And how long ago was that, Harry? 50 years ago. 50 years ago. And now for the last five decades, you have been sharing Christ, loving on folks through God knows every opportunity I'm sure that you've had. Hopefully. And so, um, guys, really. I'm not going to tell you what's going on That's all right. <laughs> um, we build natural relationships in four different ways. First, we have to have fun. Um, find your hobby, right? What like? And I, I want to bring up the crazy cat person she's not here like my thing is roasting coffee right and it's just my little quirk about life and some people like it some people don't but it's my thing and so i invited the gentleman over he was for whatever reason interested in coffee roasting so guess what that's what i did and i'm like hey man you want to come over and i'm doing my thing roasting this mexican coffee that i just got in and we just sat out there and we talked about the entire process start to finish we talked about gassing we talked about storage we processing blending brewing all these things right and here i am like and he's just loving it right and and i love it as well like it's a natural thing for me i don't have to create a thing that's fun for him that's not fun for me it shouldn't be an awkward situation for me so have fun with your relationships um some people are really in the crossfit right Praise God for those folks. I was at one point until I tore a few things. Um, Some folks are into baking, crocheting. um, I don't know, whatever your thing is. But like relationships and gospel sharing doesn't need to be awkward, 
all right? Like, have fun. Enjoy your relationship. Spend time with people. If Frisbee golf is your thing, like, cool. Like, go out there on the course and find other people that love Frisbee golf. And then through that natural process, you'll be able to talk to them about Jesus. There are a lot of folks that I've come, I can't say countless, but several people that I just went out and I'm playing golf by myself, usually if I like to play by myself because I don't like to deal with people, right? And then they always link me up with someone. I'm like, all right, here we go, 18 holes. This guy's going to hear about Jesus at some point, right? And it's just my normal thing. Um, Also learning. That's another means by which we can build relationships with folks. Many people are eager to learn these days. I heard a story from a missionary about him and his wife, and they weren't missionaries at the time that this happened. They were just going to learn. They went to a community college because they wanted to learn Spanish. They were like 65 years old and done with school and kind of hanging around, and they're like, hey, what do we do? Let's go learn Spanish. They went to the community college. Their instructor was a missionary. The missionary told them about this missional opportunity in Poland. They end up in Poland. They're missionizing out there. Missionizing isn't a word. For like five or 10 years, they come back here, and now they're the SBC for Virginia representatives for ESL and they're going around to churches everywhere teaching people how to share gospel or share the gospel through ESL right through teaching people English and right like they were seeking to learn other people are seeking to learn there's a huge and I wish there was more in this area um, huge demographic of people who want to learn English and they'll do just about anything to learn English Um, and yeah karate if that's your thing Use it for the glory of God. It's a place to build relationships, yoga, whatever. Serving is also a really good way to get to know um, people and build relationships. If folks see you serving in the community and doing something good, they're going to want to naturally attach themselves to that, and then they're going to want to know why are you so eager to serve, right? And showing hospitality. Wherever there's food, there's people. Where are you at, Amy? There you are. Right. And so folks need shelter and they need somewhere they need something to eat. If you're going to provide those two things, you'll continue to build relationships. Some folks just have that figured out. Right. And we know people like that because we'll go to their houses and we'll eat their food all the time. But hospitality is a huge way to build relationships. And it's only natural that a conversation about Christ will occur. Right. And don't think of it as like a trick. But it's a natural outflowing of your life. If you don't have Christ in you, if Christ hasn't done something miraculous in you, then it's very hard for you to share the good news with someone else. So I think you first need to internalize what Christ has done for you. And if you're not at that place yet, don't even try because it's not going to make sense to sell someone else's God to someone who doesn't believe. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so as you're going through these conversations and so forth, naturally folks should find out about your families they should find out about your dogs your cats and your jesus right and then lastly connect them to a church right like you are a great asset for them as a disciple lure and telling them about jesus and so forth but they need to be a part of a community of believers fellowship is huge in the um, the process of folks just getting to know what it's like to be in a christian environment and especially the, to sense the love of God. And our Connect team does an amazing job every Sunday by allowing people to kind of get a sense of what it is to be in Christian community just by walking through the doors, either our front or back door, right? And so hopefully um, by bringing them to the church, they'll get a sense of God's people. I'll never forget the day that I first came to church as a Christian and I got a hug from this lady. Her name was Sister Bryce. And it just caused my whole heart to melt because it was just so warm and loving and I needed that love. Um, And I've never been the same since. And so connecting them to a church is 
an amazing part of just the whole evangelism idea where you can't do it on your own and you need a village of people to come and support you. Um, we're going to do a quick little activity and then we'll jump into our discussion. So I got one volunteer earlier. Can I get another volunteer? Just one more volunteer. Come on. It's not going to hurt. Oh, sure. Let's go. All right. You just need to come up front. Here you go. You can stand over there, sir. There you go. So the setting is in a restroom at a yoga place. Mexican single source. Here, show them some love. So, the um, the opportunity to share Christ just comes out of nowhere. He was walking into a bathroom, and his yoga instructor was crying. But the yoga instructor initiated the conversation, which he, that yoga instructor is a leader, so it's a little bit different. But you never know, folks, when the opportunity will come. Um, I recall a few weeks ago someone telling me about being at work and their coworker came in. Basically, she'd been beaten by her husband. And so they were able to intervene right away and love on her for Jesus and get her some help. Like, you just never know um, when the opportunity will come up. But it starts with relationships, folks. It starts 
with relationships. We're going to break into our groups now. And um, there are four questions that I'd like for us to consider. Um, there's five tables here. So let's go ahead and just everyone do question number one. And um, again, try to be, let's get to like a week nine level of conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like the week one, two level, we should be a little bit you know, be vulnerable, be open, be willing to, to share. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll give you guys, uh, let's say 10 minutes. Does that sound good? All right. <laughs> 